0: You're listening to Hey Bitches Podcast, Episode 41. What is up, you guys? It's your girl Carly. Welcome back to Hate Bitches Podcast. Hope you guys are having an incredible day. I am so excited to do today's podcast. If you guys have been following me for a hot minute now, you guys will know exactly who this person is by the title. But if you guys don't, I'm so excited because today I'm having one of my incredible friends, Kaylee, on the show. Kaylee and I met on the internet, and then we bonded over boys, and then now we've been to New York and all this other fun stuff together. So I'm really excited to have Kaylee on the podcast. I won't do a lot of introduction because she'll do her own introduction. So without further ado, let's get into it. What's up you guys. Welcome back to today's episode. I am so freaking excited to have Kaylee on here of self care Sunday. Say hi. Hi, everybody. I'm so excited to have you on here. Your show was the first show I ever did a guest podcast on.
1: Oh my gosh, really? That was yeah. a while ago now. That was like know. a year ago, wasn't it?
0: That was literally probably a month after I started the podcast.
1: Yeah. Okay. Wow. And I kind of want to re-interview you now that we're having this conversation because so much has changed since then.
0: Literally so much has changed since <laughs> that podcast. Just like in my life and all that kind of stuff just... So much love, (laughs) like,
1: love life, work, TikTok, you became famous overnight.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, literally, my life is completely different than when we did that interview. So I'm down. (laughs) All right. Amazing. So do you want to just take a minute and introduce yourself to the bitches?
1: Yeah, sure. Um, Okay, guys, my name is Kaylee. If you know absolutely nothing about me, basically, my life in a nutshell is I started a fashion company when I was 20 years old, was in the startup world for a long time, and basically became very burnt out, like emotionally burnt out, mentally drained. I've always struggled with mental health issues, basically my entire life. um, I was diagnosed with an eating disorder when I was 19. And that's always been something that has been a big part of my life. So being in the business world, um, I realized very quickly that there's so much pressure to succeed as a young person. And I think I also put a lot of pressure on myself to succeed. So when I hit that burnout, just from so much stress and mental health issues, I really had to take a step back and reevaluate what I wanted my life to look like and how I could design a life that actually makes me happy to wake up to every day and obviously working on my recovery throughout that. So... Since I left um, that company, I started freelancing and have gotten into the influencer marketing world. I now own an influencer agency where I manage a handful of influencers on Instagram and TikTok. And brands also um, basically hire me to create, strategize, manage, and execute influencer campaigns for them. And throughout all of this, I started a podcast called Self Care Sunday. Which was basically my attempt at reconnecting with myself after experiencing extreme burnout and trying to just document my journey of, you know, finding a balance between being a digital entrepreneur, a content creator, a young woman in this era of like dating and life in your mid 20s. And so that's basically me. I spend like 50% of my time working on brand campaigns, the other 50% of my time is spent creating content like the podcast, TikToks, all of that. And that's how Carly and I met was through the power of Instagram. And then we became friends. And now here we are.
0: (laughs) Now here we are. We just got back from New York last week.
1: (laughs) Yes, it was amazing. New York Fashion Week.
0: Yes, I loved it. And then we're already planning more trips. It's so crazy that me and you haven't even been really in real life friends for a year yet, but we've done so much together.
1: Yeah. It feels like a lifetime. Like, but honestly the past couple years of my life, I feel like could, could be five or 10 years, but it's just been expedited because so much has happened. I've moved like three times, changed careers a couple times, done so many projects. And then I think with like social media and content creation, when you're literally documenting your day, or your life every single day, I think time starts to feel longer because you're like paying attention to every single moment. So we've only been friends for like, yeah, not even in a year, basically, but it feels like forever.
0: It literally feels like forever. And especially because I know we talked about this, like when I first started the podcast, like when I lost my job and then I went full into social media stuff feels like five years ago, like Mm. the person that I was then, which Honestly, it hasn't even been a year because I lost my job in May. So, like, it literally hasn't even been a full year since that happened. But, like, that feels miles away. Like, it almost forced me to grow as a person in the best way possible And it was incredible. It was very stressful and all that kind of stuff. But I'm happy we're doing this episode because during a lot of that, like self-care was a big thing for me Mm -hmm. to not literally lose my entire mind, even though I did have periods where I uh, definitely did. But (laughs) I'm hoping that you'll be able to share a lot of your good self-care tips and tricks and routines and stuff for people who feel similarly like in burnout, even if it's not creator burnout. because. There's so many different ways you can just feel burnt out in life. I would love to know just your all your self-care tea.
1: <laughs> <laughs> totally. Well, this is good timing um, because my Self-Care Sunday episode this past weekend was basically what to do when you're feeling really overwhelmed um, from work and just like being busy. And I feel like that's something that a lot of people can resonate with. As you said, not just creators, but students like school is so, so, so stressful Absolutely. Um, (laughs) Working like a corporate job can be extremely stressful. Being a new parent is really stressful. I feel like just in general, our, like this era, our generation, not even just our generation, but like in this time period, 2020, everybody is just working and busy all of the time. And it adds, we kind of create these layers of anxiety and stress for ourselves. The reason I did that episode last weekend was because I was feeling like I was not doing enough, which Anybody looking in is like, "Oh, but you like run your own company, you do all these things on social media, you have all these projects going on, like you're doing a lot." And rationally mm-hmm. and logically, I know I am doing a lot because I got a lot of work done and I'm like happy with all the projects I'm working on, but it was just one of those internal feelings, I think probably like a perfectionist rooted feeling. Mm -hmm. where I was like, I know I'm doing a lot, but I need to do more. Like, I know I have like 10K on TikTok, but I need 100K. I know that I did like four videos this week, but I should be doing five. Like always this feeling of needing to do more than what I'm already doing, which I don't know. I posted about it on my Instagram stories and a lot of people seem to resonate, like not just content creators, but people in business and school and all of that so that was what my episode was this past weekend. Um, and I don't know, where do you want to start with this? Like what? because I, I feel like there's so many things that we can do for self-care um, and even just like breaking down what self-care means. because I think there's like two different sides to self-care. There's the fun self-care, which is like treat yourself go get bubble tea. and This is me speaking to myself. <laughs> go get bubble tea and get your nails done and go get your lashes done and lay on the bed for an hour and just like zone out. But then there's also like the practical self-care, which sets you up for future success, which is like, clean your room, Kaylee, like unpack your suitcase. You've been back from New York for a week and it's still okay, on
0: the floor. Okay. Ow. I have not unpacked my suitcase. You're right.
1: <laughs> oh my God. Okay. I thought it was just me.
0: <laughs> no, it's literally, I guarantee you, Nikki is probably listening to this podcast and hasn't unpacked her suitcase either.
1: <laughs> <laughs> right. And it's like those little things where it's just laying on my floor and I would probably feel more put together in my life if my room was just clean but I just won't take the 10 minutes to do it because I've been so focused doing like a million other things this week so I feel like there's two sides of self-care the fun side and then like the very functional side and you really need both sides to thrive I guess absolutely
0: yeah so I guess before we get into that, kind of what I wanted to talk about, I'm not sure if I've talked about this on my podcast before. I don't know if we – I think we might have been friends during this time, but for a lot of people that have followed me for a hot minute on Instagram, actually in December of 2018, I had like a full-on mental breakdown in my car about feeling so overwhelmed Mm. and also feeling like I wasn't doing enough, even though if you looked at my life at that time too, like I was – doing so many things and like I was succeeding and all this stuff but it was such an impending feeling of like overwhelm that I was like not living up to what I was supposed to be doing and I was saying I was this person but did I really feel like that person on the inside and it was so bad like I literally couldn't even drive myself home like Mm. I was literally I had a full-blown panic attack in the parking lot of like my workplace at 9 p.m. and just like was Balling my eyes out, and I just couldn't control it because it, up until that point, like to be completely honest, my self care was probably really shitty because I have never been the person who has been diagnosed with anxiety or diagnosed with depression. And I just feel like my personality was never like that. It was so scary for me because I'd never learned any coping mechanisms because I'd never experienced it before. And yeah. then immediately after that is when I really started getting into self care because. I realized that like feeling like that is super, super unhealthy. Going off of what you said and like how I felt and all that kind of stuff, I think I want to talk about like the fun side of self-care first and then let's get into the functional side because I think the functional side definitely is what a lot of people slack on. Mm -hmm. A lot of people will be like, treat yourself, do a (laughs) face mask. And Mm -hmm. like, it's nice to do a face mask. It's nice to treat yourself, but like like you said about like cl- cleaning your room, my room is such a big source of anxiety for me because I never fucking clean it and I know I should, but you're totally right. So I'd love to <laughs> to deep dive into all things self-care.
1: Relatable. Oh my gosh. I
0: <laughs> could clean my room more.
1: Okay, because self-care has kind of become this trendy topic where brands are jumping on board and it's like something in the social media world that's really trendy. I think the fun side of self-care kind of gets shit on a little bit because it's like, oh, it's consumerism. Oh, it's so material. Oh, you don't need to buy something to like experience self-care. And I fully agree with that. However, I think there's still a lot of merit in the fun self-care. And I remember... So like a few years ago when I was still in the startup world and like financially, definitely struggling because I was basically Mm -hmm. putting like everything into my business. But the one thing that I didn't want to compromise on was Starbucks. I love (laughs) Starbucks. I, it just makes me happy. It's like going to a Starbucks and getting that delicious drink is the one was at that point in my life, like the one good thing in my day. And Mm -hmm. so I think like to some people, it's like, oh, it's so frivolous. Oh, like that shouldn't be your self-care. But what I would, I've kind of like changed my perspective on that, I guess you could say, because I think if there's something that genuinely makes you happy and is a high point in your day and is something that you can look forward to, to throughout the day, even if it's something as quote unquote, frivolous and dumb as a Starbucks or getting your nails done. If that's a thing that genuinely makes you feel better throughout the day, then yeah, of course, like do it. I don't think we should be shitting on that good, like fun part of Mm self-care when it can genuinely like make a person feel better. And sometimes that's like the one thing that you're looking forward to that day or that week. Um, you know, getting a facial or getting like doing face masks, like whatever that fun material thing is, um, has kind of gotten a bad rep because it is so trendy right now. But I do think that they're like, it's still a good thing. And I totally engage in like a lot of quote unquote, materialistic and consumerist types of self-care. And I will say, I definitely do that more now that I am financially stable and like doing really well financially. And that's like a whole other conversation of accessibility around self-care. But I don't think you need to be spending a bunch of money to like enjoy your self-care. However, if if those things that do cost money are things that make you feel happy, then why not like i feel like we shouldn't be bashing people for feeling like those things are their self care
0: absolutely and like so i i feel like everybody knows this but i'll just say it again if people don't so i at the beginning of of the year or at the end of the year so september i'm in my my fourth year of my degree so i'm almost done at the time i was working like a corporate job as well on top of the podcast and TikTok and YouTube and doing all that kind of stuff. And like my simplest like pleasure of self-care during the week was getting sushi in between my classes three times a week. Arguably, did I need to spend $80 a month on to-go sushi? <laughs> not not really, but was it worth it and it felt good for me? Absolutely.
1: And yeah, I,
0: really. I think a lot of um, self-care really does get like flack, especially related to the financial side. Because when I was doing when I the sushi, like for example, is when I was doing that, I was like, "Okay, this makes me feel so good." but then I was like, "Damn, like I'm literally spending eight dollars three times a week on sushi like does does that actually equate to me being happier or what?" And I don't know, it was all kind of confusing. In the end, I felt great, but like <laughs> it just is such like a a weird dichotomy around self-care and you know happiness yeah, yeah. and money well- and
1: and i think i'm glad that you that we've were t- talking about this money piece because something that i've really realized over the past few years i mean people say that money doesn't buy happiness but financial security is one of the biggest like aspects of mental well-being i would say right now like the number of people that are living paycheck to paycheck every month and that is their main source of stress. And if you can just like remove that stress or remove that barrier, all of a sudden you feel relieved and have the ability to actually like focus on other aspects of your self-care. That's huge. Mm -hmm. So when I actually started making like a reasonable, normal amount of money and then growing that wealth, I realized like, okay, finances are something that I'm actually really passionate about. And I think impacts people's self-care so much because it, it is true. It's like, it provides the access to a lot of things, even therapy, um, even the fun stuff, you know, nails going to a spa, Mm -hmm. like whatever. So I totally understand, like when you are not in the financial space, it's like, do I spend this $5 on a latte? and then kind of like cringe at my bank account and stress about my bank account all week? (laughs) Or do I not spend that money and just be sad because I didn't get the thing that I wanted, you know? Uh So for me, like when, and I've done a few podcast episodes on this, it's like, I really believe that entrepreneurship is a great way to elevate your financial well-being or to like have a side hustle or side project or passion project or just like better managing your money if you're working like a nine to five and I think that's one of the number one things that can contribute to like really great mental well-being is when you're in a great money situation and Uh I think people are kind of like afraid to talk about money sometimes and it frustrates me a little bit because it really does impact this sort of
0: thing a lot. I totally agree. Money is definitely something that I personally struggle with. Kaylee always gives me so much shit about my taxes. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I just for clarity, I pay taxes, everyone. <laughs> Kaylee is literally like the money master when it comes to like smart finances in like our space so like the creative entrepreneur space because it's so different than the typical nine to five where Mm -hmm. you have an accounting team that does it for you and you don't have to worry about it and all this shit and like money is definitely I feel like a big stressor like in in my life and I feel like in a lot of people's lives in relation to self-care like There are so many times where I'll go into a Sephora and I'll spend money on this like skincare that I know will make me feel so much better and I'll do the skincare and all this kind of stuff but then I'm like, "Oh fuck, like did I need to spend $100 at Sephora? Yeah. Like was this worth it?" Like
1: and that was another big reason why I became like more passionate and interested in the content creator space but like the management side of things because as you and I both know, it is completely different than working for a company that like writes a mm-hmm. paycheck every two weeks and you're good and you don't have to negotiate your worth or anything like that. And I basically just kept seeing a ton of young creators, especially like female creators um, who just didn't really know how to negotiate or like how to price themselves. And for me, like making money is empowering. Like that's mm-hmm. feminist to me. So that was like a a big reason why I wanted to get into like that side of this industry. And it kind of all like ties back into self-care.
0: I also should note that Kaylee always gives me shit whenever I start talking to like select sugar daddies here and there. And I'm like, eh, like I'll just get them to e-transfer me. And Kaylee's like, no, get a brand deal, like blah, blah, blah. You could do it yourself. And I'm like, okay, you (laughs) right. every time.
1: It's true. It's true. Cause I know you can make that money yourself.
0: <laughs> you're right. You're right. On the record. You're right.
1: I love
0: it. I love it. So I guess that's kind of more of the fun self-care side. Can you like just give the audience a couple more ideas of like fun self-care? Cause I feel like we talked a lot about skincare, which is like what we're both passionate mm-hmm. about, but what are some other fun self-care ideas if you're feeling not great.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think and I don't know if this falls into fun or what it falls into, but um experiences and just like putting yourself in new situations or like going outside. Like that's a big one for me <laughs> is like literally just getting out of the house, going for a walk, spending some time in the sun, walking to if coffee's your thing, walking to go get a coffee, like don't take your car. Um, if skincare, whatever's your thing, walking to go do that. Mm -hmm. I love walking, you know that I don't drive. Um, But also like experiences, like there's so many free things that happen in different cities, whether it's like a free festival or a music thing, or if you want to pay like for us going to like New York Fashion Week. Mm -hmm. And those type of experiences to me are also a big part of my self-care because like that's something that i love to do and so when i'm spending my time and my money and in like investing in doing those things i'm really passionate about um just makes me feel good and then i think another thing that has kind of like it it gets forgotten as we become adults is hobbies <laughs> so like i don't even
0: honestly, you have okay, a hobby? So I don't, I don't have hobbies. Like when people ask me on Tinder, most of the time, like when you're in like getting to know people stage, they're like, Oh, like, so what are your hobbies? And I always reply, like, I'm lucky that my hobby is my job,
1: mm-hmm. yeah. but I'm like, yeah. I don't
0: do any hobbies outside of that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, it's weird. Right. Because I think back to like, when we're in elementary school or middle school or even high school. And I was like, in band and in a choir and mm-hmm. did musical theater and like had all these hobbies. And then somehow along the way, as we become adults and get real jobs, it's like our life becomes our job as mm-hmm. content creators too. Like, yes, it's our hobby, but it's also our job. And then you kind of forget to like just do things for free. Even if you're Mm -hmm. not amazing at them or like learning new things and doing things that don't have an ROI attached to them. So that's something that I'm like trying to push myself to do more of because same as you, like I love creating content and that's why I've made it a big part of my job. But at the end of the day, everything, almost everything that I create in the back of my head, I'm like, I hope this goes viral so that I get more followers so that I can charge more. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's a hard, like, it's hard to find a balance between that sort of thing, but I'm trying to kind of prioritize doing a few other things outside of content creation, even if it's like reading a book, audio books, anything like that. um, That is not business related, but it is harder as we get older.
0: I totally agree. I think this year, like something that I told myself I wanted to do is learn the piano (gasps) because I was never like a Like growing up, I think a lot of this actually contributes to my poor self-care habits. But growing up, I was doing 800 things at once, which is what I'm doing right now anyways. But when I was younger, I like rode horses and I golfed and I played tennis and I danced and I did jujitsu and I swam and I played soccer all at once.
1: Mm. And
0: so my life was hectic. I literally forgot to do hobbies because basically what my family did is they put me in all of those things and they told me I could pick the ones that I liked the most. So I continued on with like competitive dance, but then competitive dance is like a six day a week commitment. So then even though it's a hobby and I wasn't getting paid to dance, like I loved it. It was still such a big giant commitment that it felt like a job. And then I would do things like sing and do musical theater and stuff. But that at that time too, like I thought I wanted to do that professionally. So I feel like I, I personally really struggle with hobbies because I've never actually had hobbies that have not turned into Jobs ever. Mm,
1: Yeah. Wild, right? And what's even more wild is like, as adults, we have more disposable income to try new hobbies, but we're like less inclined to try new things. And I think it's because, I don't know, there's like, There's that barrier of wanting to be good at something the moment that you try it, which is me. Like if I try Mm -hmm. something new and I'm not good at it immediately, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm never doing this again.
0: Yeah, me too.
1: (laughs) But also like with social media now, I think for a lot of people to relax and rest and rewind, we just turn on Netflix or turn on TikTok or YouTube and just like watch for hours. And that for a lot of people is like their downtime versus spending downtime physically doing something like a puzzle or playing piano or like an actual activity where your brain isn't just zoning out. And I think it probably has something to say about like just the mental health state of the society right now, which is most Mm -hmm. people would rather just tune out than Actively be using their brain it sounds sad, but like I think it's true. A lot of people are sad. I'm including myself in a lot of this, and it's easier to just like not do something and like tune out and watch something than to physically go and start and try something new. So at the same time, though, like it's I think really healthy to try new things and to be engaging your brain in new things and music and whatever those hobbies are. So that's something that I would challenge. Anybody listening to do is like go try a new hobby if you don't have a hobby right now or if you used to have a hobby like when you were younger and you kind of let go of it because you didn't become a professional singer or a professional sports player and so you stopped doing those things once you became a certain age. Like I think as an adult, now is a perfect time to go back and like start those things up again as part of your self-care.
0: I completely agree. And the more that you're saying that, the more I'm like, damn, she's so right because I've just like <laughs> let so many just things that I like, like for example, I like to paint and no one I feel like knows that no, because I, I, only, know that. I only ever do it maybe three times a year when I'm under so much extreme stress or like anger that I just like can't focus on anything else but painting. And it's just like is a weird coping mechanism for me. Maybe if I painted more, I'd be less stressed. (laughs) So we've talked about like the fun side of self-care being that getting a hobby, which I think honestly was so insightful because (laughs) I probably need to get back to like doing actual hobby things to – doing even the simplest things like getting a latte, getting that sushi, doing skincare type of thing. But what I actually thought was really interesting when you brought it up was functional self-care. And I think that a lot of the time, like my shitty mental health or like my overwhelming feeling that I'm not doing enough or like being good enough comes from my surroundings and also probably not functionally taking care of myself in the Mm -hmm. best ways. So I'd love to hear like what, functional self-care means, yeah. what it is, what okay, it looks like. Yeah. That so kind of
1: this side of self-care is so important. And I think it's the hardest part of self-care to do because it's not fun. <laughs> like the fun stuff is fun. Functional stuff is stuff that you need to do to uh-huh. basically like preserve your future self. So that's kind of the way I see it. That sort of self-care is like brushing your teeth every day, twice a day, three times a day, making your bed, cleaning your room, doing the dishes, paying your bills, paying mm-hmm. your taxes. Like all of that <laughs> basically like all of the quotidian <laughs> things that are not really fun, but you need to do them to like survive and function as a human adult in this world. And I think a lot of those smaller things, for example, cleaning your room, mm-hmm. it's easy to not do that over a long period of time because it's not like absolutely essential to your daily life. Like showering, for example, maybe a little bit more essential. You can get away with showering a couple times a week, not every day, <laughs> but like cleaning your room, you can get away with like not cleaning your room for months. You know uh-huh. what I mean? <laughs> and so that sort of thing though Because like, Mm -hmm. I think environments, for example, are very important. So especially if you spend a lot of time in your room watching Netflix or working on your laptop or gaming or whatever, um, if you're spending time in a messy or cluttered environment, it's going to make your mind feel messy and cluttered. So if you already like struggle with anxiety, that's just like an added layer of feeling overwhelmed versus if you are constantly taking care of your space, you know, cleaning your house once a week, cleaning your bathroom, being organized, it kind of sets up your mind to also be clean and organized. Um I know some people are like, "Well, I'm just a messy person and it's fine." <laughs> I'm
0: like, "Okay. That's literally me because I always say that I'm like oh I'm just a messy person which is very true like I the, what's so strange though is like in systems mm-hmm. so like organizational elements like calendaring and all that kind of stuff I'm very much on top of that shit like I had a color-coded calendar <laughs> with all of the addresses yeah, in organized with like work central stuff. time in New York like for Like, I am, like, I'm super organized with work stuff. Like, I have so many spreadsheets and workflows and stuff like that. But, like, in actual physical things, (laughs) like my room, my car, like, they're all a fucking disaster. And I always tell myself, have you ever seen the meme that it's like, oh, well, creative people are just messy? And I always go back to that meme and I'm like, oh, yeah, like, totally, I understand, that's me but it doesn't have to be like that. And I know it. And I know as soon as I purge my room and like make it less absolutely disastrous, it'll make me feel so much better. But it's been like that for probably the last like five years.
1: (laughs) Well, I feel like there's also like different elements and layers to this. So like there's creative mess, which makes me think of like Caroline Calloway's apartment, which is just like plants and art and painting stuff everywhere. And then there's just like clothes and random like receipts and papers and that sort of thing that makes a mess everywhere mm-hmm. so I understand in like some situations being messy is fine like if you have a creative studio or you're like a full-time artist then yeah sure be messy mm. but for I would say the majority of people having a clean somewhat clean even an organized space I think is important to just like make your mind feel a little bit more clean and clear. um, That's something that I struggle with, but other functional self-care things um, we've already talked about money, which I think is a big one. And that's something that used to give me a lot of anxiety was even just like paying bills Mm -hmm. or like, it's weird, but even if I had the money to pay it, it would still give me anxiety. And I would wait until literally like the last day to pay a bill which is really weird. And I don't know why I would do that because it would just give me more anxiety. Uh-huh. <laughs> but now I think, like, prioritizing, you know, getting things paid early, even like doing things early as someone who has been a procrastinator her entire life, doing anything earlier <laughs> is kind of unheard of. And then I started just like, you know, submitting projects early or doing things early when I had the time to and it's kind of life-changing. Like, uh-huh. I don't know if you're a procrastinator. I feel like you're not, are you? Um,
0: I'm a procrastinator in certain elements. So in schoolwork, I am 100% last minute, <laughs> will submit it 50 minutes before it's supposed to be done type bitch. Now for other things, and it's like, I think it just boils down to, is it something that I like to do or something that I have to do? Because I view mm-hmm. university currently as something that I have to do just because I'm literally in my last semester and I've had the same attitude about it for the past like year because I I was mm-hmm. in my last year I was like well I already get paid to do what I like to do which is non-traditional job I'm happy about but also I've done three fucking years of this program I need to finish it I procrastinate yeah. on schoolwork just because I'm like I don't I don't really care what my grades are too much. Like I have so much just real life experience on top of doing good in this program that I just could care less.
1: (laughs) Mm -hmm. Well, I think you kind of bring up another interesting self care point, which is prioritizing and like learning how to best prioritize your life and also how to like, quote unquote, design your life. So like, What does your actual day-to-day look like? What does your morning routine look like? Do you prioritize time for yourself? Do you prioritize time for work? Do you make like cleaning your house a priority? Do you make food a priority? Like taking some time to kind of reevaluate what the priorities in your life are and then learning how to better prioritize if you need to. I think is a part of self-care because it helps you like optimize your days. Mm-hmm. Functional self-care. We've got money covered. We've got um daily stuff covered. There was one more that I was going to mention. Oh, I think I mean this could kind of I think this fits into functional which is more like Actual mental health dealing with the issues that you might be going through. So, if you're just a normal person with no like real mental health issues, that's fine. But for people that you know have some sort of mental health issues that actually need to prioritize going to therapy or going and getting their medication filled or actually taking their medication, that's something that was in kind of like my self care routine a few years ago. And when you're going through that, It can be, I mean, I know for me, like that was the last thing I wanted to do was go to the doctor because I hated the doctor because I was very much in denial of like everything that I was going through. And I think when you have anxiety and depression, like one of the last things you want to do is actually talk about it. But for a lot of people, that's actually really important. And so whether that's, you know, setting up a therapy appointment or doing online therapy, I think either of those options or or if you can't afford it and you have a really great friend that's like willing to talk about things that understands where you're coming from, that's like a last resort. You know, including those types of things in your functional self-care and recognizing if and or when you actually do need those things. And I think For most people, it's better to do that before you hit a point where you really, really need it. But I also understand for a lot of people, it's not super accessible. Mm -hmm. So that's, again, like one of those things that's a hard balance.
0: Absolutely. And like, I definitely, I mean, I don't have a therapist, even though like recently I've been definitely leaning more towards it. And I feel like not because I have any type of like large issue. I just feel like I've been like going through it recently for some reason. And I just like, I don't know, it's just good to have somebody to talk to and like understand and like Mm -hmm. give you actual practical advice versus like actual practical advice like that they went to school for, (laughs) you know, versus like, you can talk to your friends all you want. And like our friend group is incredible, but sometimes you just need an actual professional opinion.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I mean, it's also, it can be hard to, when you're talking to your friends about the stresses of your life because friends also have their own experiences and their own stresses and everybody's going to be coming from like a biased opinion so sometimes it is really great to like have that third-party objective person who is as you said trained to be someone to talk to um again if you can afford that or if that's like an option for you i know a lot of universities also have like good free programs if you're still a student another thing i think that like some basic basic things that are overlooked sometimes and it's goes literally back to kindergarten but it's like drinking a lot of water every day <laughs> staying hydrated
0: i literally have been so dehydrated okay you know me i have like five of yeah. the same glass water bottle but i have like one that's a liter that i've been like really putting off drinking it's been staring at me from my bedside table And today I was like, you know what? I need to drink this damn water. So I'm on like my second liter and I still feel so thirsty and my body is probably like, yeah, because you're so dehydrated because you've been neglecting it, which I totally feel like hydration is such a big key of self-care and it's so fucking easy to just drink your water. But I feel like that's a sign for myself personally that I'm neglecting my self-care is when I stop doing skincare and I stop drinking water. (laughs) I know it's, like, literally, like, mind-blowing because if anybody who knows me knows, like, I am a, a whore skincare, for water yeah. and I love Yeah, skincare. and honestly,
1: like, water, I mean, it's free, first of all. Second of all, it, like – hydrates you and makes you look better like it makes your skin look better when you drink a lot of water so like that's a plus because when you look better you're going to feel more confident and probably going to feel better about yourself so that's self-care and then also it like gives you energy so I'm one of those people that literally drinks four cups of coffee every day and then I just like still feel tired but I just love the taste of coffee but if we want to talk about like you know food and like nourishing your body, water is a big one. And then also, I mean, I just said it like food and nourishing your body. So this is kind of controversial in the eating disorder world, which I'm from, I guess you could say, um, because when you're going through Mm -hmm. that, obviously it's better to just like eat anything than not eat at all, which was my issue. But I think for, you know, 99% of people that are, that don't have an issue with, actually being conscious of what you put in your body can make a huge difference. And, you know, I really, really see a difference when I'm eating frozen pizzas and fast food and takeout all week versus if I'm staying at home with my parents and my mom is cooking like an amazing meal every night with like vegetables and salmon and rice and like all of that. So that's an underrated thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm a big foodie and I love to go out and eat like I hate cooking but it definitely makes a huge difference when you're actually like putting things in your body that are good for you. <laughs> like
0: I no, I 100% agree and like food is definitely something I also struggle with. So, I've been, I don't know, I feel like my my mental health and my self-care has been so downhill for the past th- like 6 weeks because I also have had lock drop. So, like my options have been so limited that like I get so like, mm. I feel like depressed so easily about so many things because I can't do so many things that I used to be able to do, which sounds so trivial. But like when you lose the function of opening your mouth all of the way, mm. it fucks with you so much. So yeah, I totally agree. When I'm like eating better and like drinking more water, I feel more productive in my my business, in my life. I I'm meditating more. I'm praying more. I'm seeing changes. And then I feel like I just hit a point where I just go downhill. So do you have any kind of tips and tricks or like, like ways to, I guess, see that you're going back down into like a path, where you know you feel kind of shitty and like how to combat that with self-care or anything like that? I know that was like 500 things, but.
1: Yeah, no, no, <laughs> um, yeah. so I think the first thing of around like be- knowing when you're slipping backwards is just a really big self-awareness thing. And I think that's kind of hard to teach, but like for me, for example, I've kind of been through all the ups and downs and now I'm at a place where I'm self-aware enough to know that, If I'm having a really bad day, there's a difference between a bad day and then like slipping back into like a depressive episode. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's probably something a little bit individual for each person, depending on like what your own mental health state is and like what your normal looks like versus what like your bad days look like. But I think in terms of like managing that when you hit that rut, um, firstly, recognizing that it's temporary. Because Mm -hmm. I think the biggest thing for me is that when I do get in those head spaces, it feels like that's the end of the world. Like it feels like you're going to feel that way forever. And you like forget what it's like to feel normal. And you just like become sort of isolated in your head with that feeling. And so reminding yourself that that feeling is temporary and that you're not going to feel that way for the rest of your life is really big for me. Mm -hmm. Um, And then doing little things. So whatever the little things are, for some people, it's easier to do a little thing that's a fun thing, such as getting a bubble tea or a coffee. Mm -hmm. Um, For other people, maybe the little thing is like taking a shower, um, making a meal, like just something little, like small steps that aren't necessarily tackling a big thing, but things that you can still feel sort of productive or like help you feel a little bit better. And then I guess it depends on like severity of how bad you're feeling. But another thing for me um, is kind of doing some sort of like meditation or listening to really calming music or, and I'm glad you brought this up, like if you're a spiritual or religious person, maybe it's praying or like Something that just like can ground you a little bit and kind of remove yourself from like social media, disconnect from your phone, turn off your computer, whatever it is that you have to do to just like be with yourself for a little bit. Um, And I find that is something that is really simple, but can help just like kind of calm anxieties. And then sometimes you just need to have a good cry. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sometimes I find myself crying after I do that. I'm like, okay, you sit with yourself with your thoughts for like 10 minutes. And then it's like, okay, I'm just going to cry a little bit now. And then, um, just, you know, letting the emotions out. And when you're feeling like somewhat better, um, trying to just tackle small things in your day. And again, like going for a walk or something is also big for me because that kind of is my meditation time too, where I just I'm enjoying being outside and like being with my mind and I'm not like with other people. I'm not like on my phone, which I think causes a lot of anxiety for people is like being connected 24 seven and constantly just like being on. So Mm -hmm. I guess those are my tips.
0: I like that. Okay. So I guess we've talked about like fun self-care. We've talked about functional self-care. We've had some good tips and tricks. And then do you have anything else that you, some wise words of wisdom, some parting words (laughs) that you would like to share with the bitches? It could be about honestly Um, anything, self-care, mental health.
1: Probably so many things I could say. Um, One thing I want to mention is to check on your friends. And I think you made a post about this recently. Mm -hmm. I think it was you Mm -hmm. or somebody. Um, But It's really easy in like our world of social media to just think, assume that everybody is always like living their best life and doing fine. When in reality, I think so many people are struggling. And when you are feeling in those lows, you feel really alone. But the reality is that like most people go through that. And so check on your friends um, often. If you are struggling don't be afraid to reach out. I know it's like one of the hardest things to do because you probably don't want to talk about what you're going through. Uh-huh. But even if you don't talk about what it is you're going through, maybe it's just like being physically present with your friend and like doing an activity with them to get your mind off of it for a little bit or just like not isolating yourself. I think that's like a really big Thing for me is like getting in that low headspace and wanting to isolate your se- yourself because you just feel that bad. But I think trying to do more things that you love, um, being open with your friends and family or trying to reach out when you need them, checking on your friends and family and yeah, listening to Self-Care Sunday on Sundays because I will also try to share more tips there.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. I was literally, the next thing I was going to say is where can everybody find you? So go ahead.
1: (laughs) You can find Self-Care Sunday basically anywhere that you listen to podcasts or on Instagram at Self-Care Sunday. And you can find me at Kaylee.e.r on Instagram or it's actually Kaylee on TikTok.
0: Amazing. We love Kaylee's TikTok. Go follow Yay. her on TikTok. <laughs> Thanks um, for all of you guys listening to I will put all of Kaylee's links in the show notes down below so you can go and check her out. You can listen to Self Care Sundays on Sundays. And yeah, check Kaylee out. She's she's the bomb. Thank you. That is it for today's episode. I really hope you guys enjoyed it. If you did, make sure to screenshot this episode and share it over on Instagram and tag me at hey Bitches Podcast. I would love to chat shit in the DMs with you guys about today's episode. Also, make sure you subscribe to Hey Bitches Podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. New episodes come out every single Tuesday and Thursday and I would love to have you on the next one. If you are an Apple user, make sure to give the podcast a five-star rating and review it really really does help me out and i really would appreciate it finally if you want to become a patron head to patreon.com slash hey bitches and pick whatever tier you would like we have low bitch that bitch and bad bitch which include things from early episodes bonus episodes every single month merch discounts and so much more so make sure you head to patreon.com slash hey bitches i love you guys so much i hope you guys have an incredible day and for now bye bye -bye.